Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Bob Lowe. And up first in today's country comment, I'll chat with Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba Executive Director, Sue Clayton. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba Executive Director, Sue Clayton. In a normal year, we will still do our, an in-person Ag Days program for grade 7 and 8 students. But this year, uh, we're able to, we're going to be launching a new virtual program that's really targeted from a curriculum perspective at grade 7 students for the best. Um, and that's going to be our theme is always think global and act local. And so this virtual program is going to feature a gamified component where students get to look at agriculture on a global scale, um, as well as a video that really will encourage them to think about careers in agriculture here in Manitoba and help them really make that connection to how big an industry we have here in Manitoba. And that video uses a lot of, of uh, footage from previous Ag Days events. And um, this will be the second year Egg Days is not happening. I guess just talk about the the impact, you know, of not being able to, to do these events in person. Well, I mean, I think that most people would agree that when you're able to do something in person, when you can touch something, feel something, you know, it's right there. Uh, I think it's a much more when it's hands-on like that and interactive. I think it's a, it's, it's a stronger link for students uh, and so we always want to be able to do in-person programming where possible. So it definitely it, it, it has an impact, and we're really sad that uh, but right now we're not able to do the Ag Days program. But I think that um, this, this virtual program, though, is going to be amazing, and, and Ag Days helped, pay, helped us be able to develop this game. Manitoba Ag Days Board, um, Canadian Agricultural Partnership, and Viterra, all contributed money because these things are really expensive to develop these these games um, and it's going to live in perpetuity and for the Manitoba Ag Days program we really are only able to uh, attract students that live in the Brandon area or near the Brandon area uh, and this this program already we have double the number of students registered uh, next week than we would be able to reach in person and they're across the province right they're not just in that one local area so there's you know, in the future, we'll be able to do both. We'll do the in-person and the virtual program. So it's, it's pretty exciting that we're able to, to launch this. That was Sue Clayton. She's the executive director with Agriculture in the Classroom, Manitoba. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Keystone Agricultural Producers' annual general meeting will be held virtually January 25th and 26th. Here's General Manager Brenna Mahoney. So the two panels that we're going to be having, one will be on the environment, and along with that environment panel, you're going to be hearing from a few different uh, people um, with individual presentations as well. So we really want it to be a fulsome discussion, and that's where that engagement with our audience is going to be so important. This isn't just to sit back and, and listen. This is we want to hear from you. You know, that's why we're having the panel. Mahoney says there will also be discussion about contracts. And Schooler has opened a new high-speed flax processing plant at Regina. Jeff Vipond is Schooler's vice president and general manager for Pulse's Seeds Distilling and Milling. The new flax plant, it's focused on bulk, bagged, and milled 
flocks. So we will we have um, we have milling capabilities as well. So we produce a a flocks flour type product, a milled flocks that we do at that location, and we view this as step one in our expansion and looking for opportunities to expand our product portfolio. The plant is also organically certified. Vipon says they'll be drawing flax from producers in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and possibly Alberta. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, January 17th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glendale Allen Bosser will chat with Canadian Cattlemen's Association President Bob Lowe. The Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef recently announced its new executive for 2022. The president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Bob Lowe, will sit at the table serving in the role of vice president. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler chatted with Bob to find out more about the GRSB and his new role. I guess to begin with, talk to us a little bit about the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. Canadian Roundtable was, I think, 2014, so the Global Roundtable was before that. It was basically established by Royal Wildlife Fund, uh, McDonald's, amongst others, to to try and promote the sustainability of the beef industry globally. And this organization brings key partners to the table right across the globe. Right. Uh, from various countries, roundtables like Canada and the U.S. and, you know, major corporations, global corporations, uh, environmental NGOs, and and producers. How important... From, from all over the world. How important is it to have a Canadian representative, especially on the executive right now? Well, we think it's really important uh, to have, have Canada sitting there in playing a leading role and, and as a producer as well, just because, you know, we we lead the the world in in sustainability and sustainable in a sustainable beef industry and and we've kind of got a job to show the rest of the world how to do it and in, in order to I guess how would you put that I guess in order to make sure we still have an industry you know the world is there's a big part of the world that doesn't think we need animal protein and we don't need a cattle industry at all but our beef industry, but I think that that's, we need that. I think the the world knows we need it or the, a lot of people know we need it, but we've got to have, we've got to have our ducks in a row to keep our role, I guess. And what's really important here is that uh, as well as being a representative from Canada is the fact that you are a producer. From a producer standpoint, why is it so important to be on that executive? because the buck stops here uh you know people can come up with all sorts of ideas about how we need to produce beef but without the producer's influence it you know it's it's just not going to happen so you need a producer there to say what can work what won't work so what are some of the things on the on the table on the agenda for the grsb the, the big thing is is the grsb has set their goals for 2030 and onward, I guess, their sustainability goals. And that's the, the big thing is going to be promoting those goals around the world. 
making sure that that the people that need to know that we have set these goals um, know it and and to do what we can do to to get countries to to uh, create their own goals, I guess you'd say, based on the GRSB ones. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with producers today? The GRSB, I believe, is the organization that should be talking to global leaders, UN countries, major global corporations, for the voice of, of beef production, cattle production, but at a very high level. I don't think it's the GRSB's role to get down into day-to-day management of cattle herds or telling producers how and what they should do. The GRSB should be the overarching organization, I guess, that talks to the talks to the policymakers on a global basis. That's Bob Lowe, Vice President of the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Agriculture is offering environmental farm plan workshops over the winter. These will take place online. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon has been postponed. New dates will be determined. Keystone Agricultural Producers has moved its annual meeting to a virtual format January 25th and 26th. Go to the CAP website. And Manitoba Forage Seed is going virtual January 26th and 27th. Visit their website for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Manitoba Agriculture held the Stock Talk webinar last week. One of the presenters was Derek Verhulst with Keln Solar. When we're looking to water our animals, um, we're, we're looking at streams and rivers wells or dugouts, reservoirs, sloughs, um, kind of any body of water that exists where the cows are um, or, you know, underneath the cows in the case of, in the case of wells. So, you know, step one, you've located a good water source, but there, but there's no power near it because that, that's often the case. If you've got a dugout in your yard, you probably got power there, an old yard, yard, yard source, there's power there. And, and then it becomes, uh, I mean, simple. You make the decision that you're going to Fence off your dugout, and you put a you put a pump in that plugs into an outlet, and, and away you go. Um, if that's not an option, um, we can get a generator to run the pump. Uh, you know, a cow-operated pump, a wind-powered pump, um, our solar water, our solar-powered water pump, and then in the winter, um, you know, some of those some of those all work in the winter. And then we also offer, and so do our competitors, offer um, energy-free insulated troughs. So when I say cow operated, uh, I'm talking primarily about the frost-free nose pumps. I think most people have seen them at a trade show, have them. Um, they work on pressure systems over a cased well, over a board well, or beside a, beside a dugout, assuming you, assuming you dig it in. Um, essentially, the water you know, rests below the, below the frost line, so they do work in summer and winter. Um, the cow goes up, uses its nose to activate a mechanical pump that's in the water and and the cow gets gets water so that's our, our first alternative to a standard water system um, no power required summer and winter option 
Um, wind power, uh, not quite as, as straightforward. This this here has got a windmill over a, over an aquifer, if you will. Um, they, you can float a windmill pump in a dugout or, or, or any body of water. Um, and essentially, with a windmill, uh, the challenge is is having water when the when the wind isn't isn't blowing. Um, so you need you need to have a storage tank there. So um, your storage tank should be should be sized for two or three days worth of reserve for your animals. So if you've got a hundred head in the summer, and we assume they're going to drink fifteen gallons a day. That's a twenty five hundred gallon storage tank that that needs to be full. Um, to to provide the backup on those days that the wind isn't blowing. Um, and now, you know, again, I, like I said, we'd go pretty quickly through those two. I, I don't know a lot of details about them. Uh, I know a lot more about the slow, solar solution. Um, so the solar solution, uh, we have a DC pump. We've got we've got several. We have several different available. I know our customers have several different uh, different ones available. Um, we, I would say we sell batteries with 90 to 95% of our systems. Um, so that's our backup power rather than, or that's our backup rather than storing the energy in water. Uh, we store the energy in, bow, in, in batteries. The solar panels uh, are there to charge the battery. Um, we've got a charge controller on our system that we kind of, uh, we kind of, it acts as the brains of the system and ensures our batteries don't boil over on those sunny days when the system's not being used. Um, and it also stops our stops the pump from running when the batteries get too low because uh, we we still use flooded lead acid batteries and when those get below fifty percent they take quite the charge to recharge them so the uh, system will cut itself off um, before it gets to that point allowing it to cycle a little more um, and as I sort of already mentioned the the batteries allow allow act to allow for pumping when there is no sun be it at night. Um, be it a cloudy, cloudy day, um, uh, spring and fall, or sorry, some fall and winter when there's when there's just not as much sun out, uh, our batteries are working a lot harder. That was Derek Verhelst with Keln Solar. He was speaking last week during a Manitoba Agriculture Stock Talk webinar. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Saskatchewan has a new flax processing plant. Schooler opened their new plant at Regina last week. Here's Vice President and General Manager for Pulse's Seeds Distilling and Milling, Jeff Vipond. We built a new flax plant at our existing Pulse plant that we had uh, at Richardson, just outside of Regina. So on that site existing already, um, we have a cleaning plant that focuses on peas, lentils, canary seed. So having this complementary um, facility on the same on the same site creates efficiencies for us from an operational perspective. Saskatchewan farmers grow more than 80% of the country's flax. He says they'll be drawing flax from producers in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and possibly Alberta. And Keystone Agricultural Producers Annual General Meeting has been moved to an online format again this year. The meeting will be held over two days, January 25th and 26th. General Manager Brenna Mahoney says farm safety will be one area of discussion. No, this is really about reducing regulatory oversight and reducing risk for producers when it comes to farm safety. And we're going to be hearing from a lot of people who are involved, everything from the Disabled Farmers Association, as well as mental health. That all plays a role in farm safety. 
all the way through to the legislative side as well. So yet again, a fulsome discussion to understand why is this important to me and my farm and how do I participate in safety? Mahoney says there will also be discussion about contracts. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.